What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. It is now episode, I want to say, 81 or 82. Uh, we're approaching 100 here soon. Um, but we'll kind of dive a little more deep into the just Blazers offseason, what we want to do with the third pick. We had our initial reaction in the last podcast. Now we've kind of thought on it a little more, seen some more playoff basketball go down um, and how that affects the Blazers and things of that nature. Before we get started, though, I want to give a shout out to MyBookie as that is the sponsor of this podcast. The NBA playoffs, as you guys know, are in full swing, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to make some money. If you're asking yourself why you should choose MyBookie over the competition, it's simple. They give you the best bang for your buck, period. Cody knows that. Our other podcast co-host, for those that you don't know, he knows that firsthand. You can take your take your bankroll further by increasing payouts with the MyBookie money bag, or if you're the type who likes to feel a game out first, take advantage of momentum swings with in-match live betting. Tonight's Celtics game was a great uh, example of that, as could have taken the Celtics at halftime prior to them going on that big run in the second half. If you felt like they were going to play better um, with elimination on the line, but you can sign up today and bet with house money. Just use code RIPCITY to grab yourself a welcome bonus. On your first deposit, again, that is promo code RIPCITY to grab yourself some extra funds. Redeemable all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Click the link that is the top pinned comment on this video to try it out for yourself. With that being said, um, my bookie playoffs. Let's talk playoffs first. And do you want to kind of jump into the Celtics heat series and how that kind of affects the Blazers? I know possibly this could have been a big time podcast if the Celtics went down, but uh, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing pretty much. Um, the title of this podcast or the main, the main course of this podcast, if you will, if the Celtics had gotten swept, would be to talk about Jalen Brown and his connection to Portland and maybe um, if the Blazers would pursue uh, him in the summer. However, the Celtics stave off elimination. They go back home and – you know, that series, I don't know if you want to talk about that series from a basketball standpoint, but the Celtics looked like they might have figured some stuff out tonight. I'm not sure. Um, you know, we've always talked about when the Blazers are in the playoffs, you know, you, if you just, just win game four on the road, you get game five at home, and then, you know, you can do that. And while the Heat have won game one, games one and two at home, I th- you got to think Boston will be favored in that game. Yeah. Um and maybe they can stave off elimination again. Um, yeah, not much to say in regards to what the Celtics are doing, but I, like you were saying, if Jalen Brown, um, Jalen Brown would have been the main topic of discussion here if the Celtics had bowed out tonight. Yeah, I think we can still kind of jump into it a little bit here because obviously the expectation is at some point they probably will get eliminated, um, but you never know, obviously. Uh, but Jalen Brown in general, there's been rumors recently um him in portland he could be that elite small forward slash big guard the blazers are looking for there were reports a couple days ago that anthony simons in the third pick could be packaged together for an elite small forward and then just a couple weeks ago we i said on the podcast here i said that the player that's most likely to take the jeremy grant route and kind of find his way to portland uh no matter what would would most likely of all players be jalen brown and I think that some other like the Blazers fans and kind of the media has jumped on that and said, like, yeah, I think not just from our podcast, but Jalen Brown is probably of the elite players the Blazers could go after, especially if he goes out in this round. Very likely he could be a trailblazer. Um, do you think Anthony Simons in the third pick is fair? Is it is it, is it good value? Where do you land on that? Well, the the interesting thing about that is Jalen Brown was the third pick when he got drafted. So mm-hmm. if you are the Celtics and you look at it from just like a business perspective, you got to think, well, why not just find another type of Jalen Brown, maybe in a Brandon Miller, who's even a little taller. You know, we got Jalen Brown seven years ago. Was it seven, six, seven years ago in the draft? I think it was 2016. Yeah, the year before yeah. Tatum, yeah. Yeah, the year before Tatum and they get him at number three. Why would you not want to you know, maybe trade Jalen away and get another pick that you could turn in him, plus a maybe future all-star guard in Anthony Simons. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that's enough because as a Blazer fan, I'm willing to give that up if that's what it takes to get Jalen Brown. 
Um, you know, Boston, it really depends on, again, there's probably a lot behind the scenes that we don't know about just the Tatum Brown, like the, the relationship I've heard talks and rumors that Tatum or not Tatum, that Brown wants to, you know, kind of have his own team and get out of Tatum's shadow. But in my head, I'm like, not can get that in Portland. It's Dame's team, you know? So that's interesting to me. Um, also, you know, I don't know how much of a role this plays or not, but you know, the fans in Boston, Jalen Brown has had his, um, his problems with the fans in Boston. Probably wouldn't get that in Portland. Portland's probably on the opposite end of the spectrum, at least on the outside, Yeah, you know, on the surface, there's probably, there's those, there's people like that, like everywhere you go, like there's probably some in Portland too, but Portland as a city, I think Jalen Brown would like more. He is a West coast guy, went to Cal. Yeah. Um, he has some experience I, playing in Portland, uh, Les Schwab Invitational. We went did. to that. We lost we were there, which West is cool. Land, which is um, true. Yes, Les Schwab. That was the Ben Simmons year, right? Yeah. What was that, 2014 or something? Oh. And Pritchard at that point was dogging Jalen Brown, and now Pritchard can't get minutes. Um, I think the kicker in this whole situation, the reason why the Celtics would do this is, A, the NBA is, the, the NBA is super – like just no teams these days do what like Dallas did. And I literally yesterday I went through basketball reference each year of Dallas, every single year with Dirk Nowinski in Dallas out on the 58 and 24 out in the second round, 53 and 29 first round exit Western conference finals run. And literally for like a 10 year period, they just couldn't break through. And that's never going to happen these days in the NBA because after three, four years, you got to make a change. Something's got to happen. We're seeing it in no. Philly right now, but I say that because if they want to keep Jalen Brown, they're going to have to commit to him. He's up for a new contract after next season. So if you're the Blazers trading for him, you're going to give him that max or honestly super max because I think he's eligible from his all NBA appearances. That's why the Celtics would probably want to move on, get younger, get a guy that's under control on a solid contract in Simons, and then get a guy that's going to be probably super valuable on a rookie deal for four years. And then boom, suddenly you have cap space even with Tatum. So. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty likely, honestly. Um, I think you're just kind of hinting at something that's bigger in the NBA. And when you're saying it wouldn't happen ten years ago with Dallas, it it happens now because of just the culture with fandom around the NBA. It's like it's win now, win now. Mm-hmm. You're judged on your rings. Like if you don't like, just look look at the amount of coaches you've gotten fired of won championships exactly. in the past few years. Like the the amount of time the sh- there's time to like please fans and how much time fans and um, GMs and owners like give these teams to like make a run. That's you're right. It'll never happen because of the culture now. And that's why Damon Portland would be sick because he's been there his whole career, but I don't know. It's, and you also have like, you know, just player kind of players being more, I think it all stems back to the media. The media is so uh, correct, or even to fans in general, like they're so just like focused on you have to get a ring, you have to get a ring, or you're not going to be respected. So if players feel like, oh gosh, I can't, I can't stay here and waste my time. I have to go, do, I have to go get the ring, or else I'm going to be forgotten. Which is and just that's another the crazy reason why it's thing crazy, because like that Dame is still where he is. This Boston team. Now I'm not. I don't. I'm not an expert. I don't have a PhD in the Dallas Mavericks of the 2010s. But on the surface, it's probably fair to say this Boston team is better than that Dallas team. Yeah. Right. So why not? Like this team, if you ran back the same team every year, you're probably getting a title. But because of the quote unquote, just the the narratives that get pushed and, you know, with social media being such a factor now and like just stuff being able to come out and people having less patience, like it, it's great for us because, you know, you know, these players are going to start to get like, you know, pry free when it doesn't work after one playoff run. Yeah. Like, so I like long story short, I think it is possible. I think, I think if the Celtics go down in the finals, Eastern conference finals, Brown will move on or the Celtics will move on. Um, what I know you're saying the Blazers would be a big piece or a big part of the puzzle when it comes to the Jalen Brown sweepstakes, so to speak. What other teams do you think would be looking at JB? Uh, like, obviously, every team is interested. I think like, like a um, packages out there could rival like a third pick right. with Simons. Um, honestly, like, I feel like the Heat are always like in for every star. The Knicks are in for every star. 
Uh, like they're always rumored, but like none of their packages, I like, are better than signing like with the third pick. The Knicks try to go get them. I feel like the Knicks could. They could try to say like take R.J. Barrett, take again, and, it's just, and nothing there can give can match Simons, and it's not even Simons center piece of that deal at this point. It's the pick because you're mm-hmm. literally getting a third overall pick, and the past like six of the last ten have turned into All NBA players or something like that. Um. I do think an interesting <laughs> I know we kind of joke about it and we kind of are just more hopeful about it because we are he's from Oregon. We've seen him play in high school, but sprinkle and Peyton Pritchard in that deal. And then you get a quality backup point guard that's from Portland, knows the area, knows the team. He, like that's another guy. I he's also he's a I think he's restricted or unrestricted free agent this summer, but like I think he can still get traded if he he can be a part of a trade still. I don't not an expert on all that, but not a huge deal. But he's looking yeah, for, that would know. be cool just for sentimental value. And, and and just basketball value. Yeah. I mean, good backup point guard. Um would probably I don't know if he's ever gonna be a player that can be like if he's can be played in the playoffs without getting like hunted. True, yeah. When it comes to defensively, but he's a great regular season player, in my opinion. That might be unfair to say to him because he's disgusting in basketball, but, you know, he's just, you don't see him, you know. Look at, like, those dude like Yurtsevin on the Heat. Yeah. He was the dog in the regular season for a while, and now he just got, there's no room for him in a rotation when it's shortened to six, seven people in the later parts of the playoffs, but, yeah. yes. Um, so because Jalen Brown is not the title of this podcast... Mm-hmm. Let's jump into what is the title of the podcast, which I don't necessarily know yet. But what I do want to jump into is just Scoot, just the third pick in general. Scoot and Brandon. Let's if we're gonna it. draft it, let's talk about it. I'm in the camp that obviously you want to trade it. I don't think there's a reason that Brandon Miller. You should draft Brandon Miller, or you should draft Scoot Henderson. Scoot posts on his Instagram the Dame posts and. You know, just well, like, let me say something quick. Um, just the general buzz around the Blazers community, Blazers Twitter, Blazers sources, from what I've been reading, listening to, what people have been telling me personally, is that we're trading the pick. Yeah. Like, if you could bet on are we keeping or trading, you, you would. it's dumb money to bet that we keep the pick. Because not only are you kind of committing to that younger timeline – but you're also kind of giving like a middle finger in the face of Dame. Like this is the best asset, you know, other than Dame himself and maybe Sharp. This is the best asset we've had in 10 plus years. And you're just going to draft some guy who could be good in seven years, but you're kind of giving that view to the guy who needs to win by 2025. Okay. I agree. And I just, it's, it's, it's a little scary thinking like, okay, well, if Jalen Brown somehow ends up coming back and doesn't find his way to Portland, there's reports that the Nets are have zero interest in trading Mikel Bridges. And smoke. then we've seen smoke. plenty of reports and just fact of Masai still asking for literally the a, a golden chest of blue chip prospects for OG on and Obi. He probably wants like LeBron, KD, and everybody for them. And I know those are the guys we've been talking about forever, but once you get out of that OG, Pascal, Mikhail, Jalen Brown, who's like who's the next guy that's worthy of the third pick that is also on the trade block? The now, obviously, plenty of guys get traded out of the blue. There's probably guys that we don't know could be traded, but like, I hope we don't settle for a guy like Cat. That's fair. Or settle for oh, the the master of the voice changes. Yeah, don't even be started on that. I, um, I get what you're saying though, because. Yeah. There's definitely pressure and a there's definitely pressure on the front office to trade the pig because that's what everyone thinks you're going to do and that's the smart thing to do, but you don't want to settle. We've talked about this before. You don't want to settle. Um, and like you said, there's going to be players out there that have not been mentioned at all that are going to get traded this offseason. Yeah. And you're going to be like, for that? It's like when the Lakers got Rui for like goodwill stuff. Yeah. Like thrift store stuff. Um, and obviously with the new CBA – it's harder than ever to make a super team. Basically they're trying to limit the super team. I don't know the exact rules for it, but basically the NBA guys that I follow say 
they read it for me and they say, this is the summary. And the summary is basically hard to make a super team. A ton of guys are getting traded this offseason. Maybe not a ton, but like that's an example. Like Jalen Brown is like very likely could get traded this offseason because the CBA. And if you're, it's really hard to have three max players these in this new CBA. So like a guy like Cat could be on the move. Do I want to get Cat? Not necessarily. No, no. I, I really don't under any circumstance, basically. Um, Another guy that is not worth a number three pick at all, but fans of this team has been have been saying, you already know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's a big. Yeah. Out West. Yeah. And he was the number one overall pick. Yeah. I made a video about this and um, a little bit of heat in the comments. This is what I propose. And just It's DeAndre Ayton for those that don't know. DeAndre Ayton. I said, I don't want DeAndre Ayton, but... I would offer Nurk, Nas, and maybe like two seconds or a first. I'm not trading any like of my valuable assets for him. Now but the, but the next pick, the next pick. The next pick. Yeah, not the third pick. Or if somehow we trade the next pick to free it up, just a few a late first. On on paper, that's great value. I would take that for a guy that at the end of the day, like he just has to get out of Phoenix. He doesn't want to play there and he doesn't care at all. The issue is, and what I didn't even think about when I was making the video, which is on, which is my fault, is the money. He's making a max contract, and if you're which, paying, if you're paying Aiton, Lillard, Jeremy, like not a max, but Jeremy thirty plus million, and then you're all like your big move can't be Aiton. Say you're still trying to get a Jalen Brown. I see that's what you're four saying. guys making a ton of money that like let's be real is not a up to your championship core unless Aiton turns into the number one pick we expect, but that's not something you can bank on at all. Right. With, and yeah. And like you're saying with the CBA rules now, and you just, you don't want to tie up that much money to a guy who has struggled producing um, big numbers and um, numbers that help produce championships. I know they went to the finals and he had a good year, but like this past year was really bad. And you can see the disinterest level in Aiden. Um, now, if he was in Portland, he would. I I firmly believe he would be much better than he is right now, and he would be better than Nurkic. But it's just like I agree. Similar to how Nurkic is right now. If Nurkic was making just ten million and but, a year, then he would be a valuable, valuable. He would be a solid piece to a team. But he's making what twenty million. But that's why team building is so fascinating because you have to weigh those pros and cons of Aiton is an upgrade, yeah. but is he? You never say this, but subtraction by addition, because by getting eight and you're you're marginally increasing the center position, but now you're handicapping yourself that you can't go after the big forward because you're tying up all that money to a center who's only marginally better. And he's probably okay. He's probably more than marginally better than Nurk, but yeah. is that the best use of your resources? Can you not just go get like a, you know how we were in love with Mo Bamba at, at the trade deadline, like someone of that like archetype, that body type, okay. that play style? Here's another mock trade that was thrown up. This was this was from our uh, our colleague Danny, our, our colleague Danny Morang. Not our colleague, but um he's a beast another guy. Blazer podcaster out there. Um, I don't know if this was from him or if he got it from someone else, but it's a another like asset accumulation. And I don't think I would want to do this just because the third pick is that valuable. But what if you trade a Nurk in the third pick to the magic for Wendell Carter Jr.? You would slot him to be your starting center and in the sixth and eleventh pick. So you're getting two lottery picks for the big lottery pick and you're upgrading center. I don't know if I want to do that because I don't think a six and eleven can go get you a star. But that could that could be like the type of thing where it's like you don't go get the star, but now you have the six and eleven. You can go get, say, a Draymond, or you could use those two picks for OG and your starting lineup next year suddenly Dame, Sharp, OG, Grant. Wendell Carter Jr. and then you have good depth, but I don't think that's the route you want to go. I think you have to get that star. I agree. The third pick. It it well, it's also just like it's it's just like not a sexy trade. Like asset accumulation. Like to, no one's gonna got, come and say people roasted Cronin's the Blazers. Please. People, yeah, exactly. People roasted the Blazers for the CJ trade, even though that was good asset accumulation. Um, you got Josh Hart. You now like think about it. Think just, just just think about it. Why is Aiden even a possibility now? Because we traded CJ McCollum because we got that Knicks pick. Yeah. Like even though how do we, how do we get Jeremy Grant? Not like, Knicks fans, Suns fans are legit saying 
it needs to either be Jeremy Grant in the third or Anfrey in the third. Actually, I saw someone say Anfrey in the third, and that wasn't enough. I hope we're not like that as boys friends. I hope we value our players correctly. I, mean, I think we do. Well, we we definitely like we were we definitely like I was surprised when Robert Covington didn't and Norm got that. Like I was like, dang, they must really have no value. Yeah, I, I looking back, that was a bad trade. The CJ trade was fine. The reason that I think that trade was not as bad as people say is because you were just getting rid of all that money and you were kind of just opening up more flexibility on what you could do. Which is the same situation as Aiden. So Suns fans, listen to me clear. If you're watching, if you're listening to this you're podcast. Not getting, you're not, it's an adjustment by subtraction. The, Steve Nash will come out of retirement before Aiden gets traded for the third pick. Steve Nash could be their coach at this point. I mean, good Lord. That's, you know, I love, I'm all for liking your players, but if you're a real Suns fan and you've, you've, you've seen what Aiden has done this year. Um, enough about Aiden, because realistically, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the only reason we're giving it so much attention is because Suns fans are pissing us off. Yeah, probably. But um, kind of going back to the Scoot and Brandon Miller kind of argument, because obviously Wimby's going number one. And then number two is what Charlotte, and then three is us, and four is Detroit. No, four is no, Houston. Houston. Five is Detroit. Detroit so it's, unfortunately, huh? Unfortunately for Detroit, they won seventeen games and got the fifth pick. That's just really tough. funny. Um, obviously, like you said, the scoot thing on Dame's story—that's probably just just fun banter. Keeps people being bored. Um, probably not huge news. Brandon Miller to me, it's it's <laughs> here's what's weird about this whole conversation is I think this conversation is pointless because I don't think we're gonna be making a pick. Me either. But at the same However, time, I think it's on a different level this year. It's more likely. But I didn't even really care much about draft prospects last year because I thought we were trading the pick for like OG or something. But I think it's much more right. likely we obviously trade this year. Just because of the momentum that's being built by, like we said, the media. And just you, you're not going to draft two lottery picks in Dame's prime. I just don't think that's necessarily the best way to go about if this is what you're trying to do and build around Dame. But Scoot wise, I just like Scoot is not a guy that fits. Unless you're trading Dame and you're building around Scoot and Sharp, you don't need another guard. Like that's just, you're not drafting a guard. Brandon Miller, on the other hand, 6'9, small forward, is great. Scares me a little bit because he was atrocious in the tournament. Now it's obviously just a couple games, but not not a great tournament run. He's thin. It's not a terrible thing because thin players bulk up. I think he has potential defensively too. I think he could be good, but like he's not coming in and changing your team. And he's not changing your team defensively, obviously. And Cody harps on this the most. He's always talking about how we're always a bottom five defense and as just boring as it sounds and as black and white as it is, that's how we're going to get better unless we turn into the Sacramento Kings and clearly that didn't win them a playoff series. So like that's why Jalen Brown is interesting in both ways because is he as elite of a defender as we think he is? Maybe, maybe not. We know OG brings it. We know Pascal brings it. We know Mikhail brings it. But I'm, I'm going in circles here. There's just like, so many questions. So just, many ways. I have a question for you. I was just thinking about it. Obviously, out of those four guys, OG's probably the worst, which is you know, okay, the least player, yeah, player wise. Um, I'll give you a start bench cut just as a as players: Siakam, Brown, and Mikhail. I want you to start. That's so hard. Let's it's, see it, because I think the best. Pl- I think Mikhail is probably like if you're like if they're the best player on your team, he's the worst so-called best player. But I think he could fit with the Blazers the best. I think he would be the perfect number two. I think I would go Pascal the lowest, just uh, for, in terms of Blazers fit, and in terms of just who I would want to make a trade for. Because, A, you're probably giving up the most for Pascal. And I don't really think it's the best thing to have Jeremy play the three. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to necessarily go big, but 
I do think Mikhail fits the best. I think Mikhail would be my one because. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's you're not really going big. You're not going big, but look, look at the Nuggets. MPJ six eight at small forward. Aaron Gordon six ten. Yoke. I think I don't know if Jeremy. I think I think MPJ plays more of like a guard than Jeremy does. But maybe maybe I agree. Right. Like Jeremy's not a catch and shoot guy. I guess he kind of was last year. He is. He but just throughout his career. Jeremy Grant. Though. Jeremy Grant swings the rock. <laughs> MPJ does not swing the rock. The possession ends here. And possession ends in his hands. Um, I think fit wise and how much we would have to give up, I think I would go Mikhail, then JB, then Pascal. I would I really want one of Mikhail or JB. JB, I've always liked back when he played for Cal, I picked them to go to the final four as a four seed. They got upset in the first round. I vividly remember that. Kale is just like the most likable player in the league, and he has the coolest celebration. Um, but I just, I, I don't know where I stand on this because I feel like last year we were so much like, oh, it's either Miles Turner or Jeremy Grant, and the whole time I was just like, there's not going to be one of these. We're harping on it too much. It's too obvious what it is, and it turned out to be Jeremy Grant. So it could be the same way this year. It's like it's Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. It's so obvious. And it is ends up being Jalen Brown, but at the same time, how often is it like this many rumors and it ends up coming perfectly true? I don't no, know. there is one guy we haven't been talking about. Who? And he was the MVP this year. That's that's like the that's the true like we are all in because if you're doing Embiid, you're trading the farm and you're going like suns are out. If you're what? If you're going and if what? If you're trading for Embiid, you're trading like just everybody, like Ant, Sharp, Pick, and sure. I mean, I'm doing it because oh, I know I'm doing it. Like you're always gonna do it because because are you doing Embiid and trading everybody, or are you doing Jalen Brown and Mikhail for just Anfrey and three? What would you think you would rather do? Well, is is Jeremy going out in that Grant deal? I mean, is Jeremy going out in the? I don't Embiid think so. Deal? Okay, well, I think Dame, Grant, and Embiid is way better than Harden, Tobias, and Embiid. I, I agree. Dame and yeah, Embiid. Do you have a better Embiid? coach? Do you have a better coach? I mean, he just got fired, so they don't have one. <laughs> I've I've always backed Chauncey because I feel like he hasn't been given a fair shot. So I think the jury's still to, out on him. I think if you can keep Jeremy. And like warm bodies, you would. You, I don't think you would even trade. No, you would. It would have to be Anthony. No, then you go. Probably have to be Nurk. Then you Sharp. go like that's the money wise. Then you go like Nurk for OG straight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but if you get if you go, that's wait, also okay, so a question. I have a question. Picks. Are you tra- for Embiid? Are you trading both Ant and Sharp and a bunch of picks? Oh, so you just don't have starting two. No. Then you go poach Bruce Brown. You assign Gary Payton. No. Or you start Matisse. But I mean, you start Nas at the three. Damon B. Jeremy would probably be the best trio in the league. I want to say yes, but I feel like Jeremy kind of is like. Not the, like he's a great three, obviously. I mean, but I feel like there's a better Booker three Durant, Bo- Booker Durant, CP. Are you taking Jeremy or CP at this point? Probably Jeremy. I mean, Embiid's the best player. Kyrie, Luke. Uh, why am I even mentioning them? They stink. I mean, Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ, Jokic, Jamal, Rock. No. Jimmy Bam and no, no. Caleb Martin. It's inter- it's it's interesting. That would be an interesting conversation. LeBron, AD, and Rui. Oh, it would be so. I just don't. I still don't know. How, like, how would Dame play next to a true star? Like, is he? He's not your. Is he? He's not Bro. your number one at this point, is he? He wouldn't. Dame. It would. I think it'd be similar to the. I think it would be in B in, in LA years. I think it'd be similar to where, like, dude, that's. If you put Dame and Embiid, when Embiid's not having a good night, you can trust Dame to get it done. You can't trust Harden. Like Dame performs in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, man. The you, B doesn't. The the here's the here's the problem though. Here's the problem. Would the Blazers have enough? The Blazers have enough depth post and B trade, or would they just have a bunch of guys who can fog a mirror? 
Wait, fucking beer? What's that? Because they're, they're just breathing. <laughs> I mean, you gotta think. I'm getting excited. Yeah, I think as it, I say like, that, obviously super... hard into Houston. I still think that Philly is gonna try to do like Philly's at least one of the examples of kind of riding out with your star, but they've also had so many scapegoats throughout the year. They made Jimmy Butler scapegoat. No, they not really, but they didn't keep Jimmy Butler that time. Tobias Harris over me. Yeah. Oh, Embiid's interesting. Over me. Interesting. Well, obviously it's interesting. That that would be that would be like low key like championship aspirations if you go. Oh through. yeah. Easily. Like that would be pure like okay like this is like like last dance style. This is championship or not necessarily championship or bust. Well, you, but like championship. You, or I don't bust. know. I don't know if it's contract status, uh, but you've got it's like two or three years. You got to get, you have two or three years to go for it. Yeah. And then hopefully you have Jeremy there. Hopefully you, you know, the two and the three would be interesting. I mean, the three is probably. <laughs> right Look, now. I think the, my, the two, my ideal off season, I don't even think Embiid is my ideal off season necessarily, which is kind of crazy. Um, but my ideal offseason is our starting lineup is my first ideal offseason. Our starting lineup is Dame, Sharp, Bridges, Grant, Claxton, Depth. Second one is Dame, Sharp, Brown, somehow like Brown and then another like tier, like that tier player. Not a Brown, but like of an OG tier, like Brown Draymond or something like that or Brown some center that somehow comes on the market. Brown Aiden. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we kind of need a dog at center. And we also need a good rebounder. If we're going to keep Grant, we need a guy that can get rebounds cuz obviously Grant's not the best rebounder. And Aiden he's a solid rebounder, he's not not great. So uh, maybe Claxton wouldn't fit well. Valentinus. Uh, okay. Um Anything else you want to talk about that has to relate to the number three pick? No. Um, I do have something I want to touch on real quick, though. I think let's, it's kind of – Let's touch it. Kind of dumb. Um, the Dame tweets about uh, all the fans suddenly – I wanted let's, to just – Let's just talk yes. about like that just whole thing. Just like I the trade Dame, not trade Dame, and where we st- – we know where we stand. So I'll say this. We um, ride with the letter O. If you, I'll say this. If you're a fan of this basketball team, um, I get wanting the best for the franchise, but the Blazers now, you, it's like this. I just, I'll put it. You're at a crossroads right now. You're at, you're, you're, at a cross, you're at a crossroads, and you've been traveling this path for a long time, supporting name, supporting name, supporting name. You know, Blazers, you know, go trade for a star, trade for a star. Now you're at a crossroads where you have the assets to possibly go get a big fish this summer. And now people are like, let's trade Dame. Like, honestly, in my opinion, I just think it's become a take that Blazers fans think is like cool and like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm, I'm smart. And I'm like, I'm like against the crowd. Like, I want to trade Dame. Like, look at me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sharp. I'm a basketball, I'm a basketball fiend. I'm, I'm knowledgeable. And they're, come on, like, bro, you're not cool. I get what you. are the odds you're, you end up drafting or one of the players on our team to come, turns into a top 75 player of all time? Not high. The franchise leading score, not high. And That's, he's in his prime. We we watched that tribute. We watched that our vlog again today just for good, for good, like, just like memories. Good vibes. And I made a comment. I was like, you only, Dame's only going to become the franchise leading score once. Yeah. Like, it took. It would be so much different if this was like a Dame. Kind of like you could see the signs of slowing down, but he just had his best season of his career. And, and I understand completely where, you know, people are. I understand the other side, that side of the coin. Like, think about it. You you draft a, a Brandon Miller or a Scoot and you have the backcourt of the future and you trade Dame for like a, a just a boatload of stuff. I get it. It's enticing, but like. Who's, who's push a- that push that thinking to the back burner because right now we're at a crossroads and you the dame needs your support because he's been making like cody said it perfectly in one of those vlogs thank you damien lord for making portland irrelevant yeah this the city 
your your basketball team that you're a fan of, my basketball team that I'm a fan of, is not relevant without the letter O. So just put your trade name on the back burner. If Joe Cronin wants to go F it up this summer and we get the eight seed next year and we bow in the first round and Dame does his thing but gets no help and he's like, oh, we might want to leave, then sure, go for it. But like, this is a pivotal moment. So just, can you just shut up? And like an example, like, I, I can't think of a perfect example, but the Rockets, you trade Harden and you're like, okay, let's trade him because he's kind of slowing down a little bit and let's get our stuff while we can. Uh, well, they didn't get a lot of stuff for the first part. And second off, you think they wish they were back in the Harden days? Clearly, because they want him back. Mm. Like, the grass is not green. As Dame always says about when talk he to says, him. come on now, talk to him, Cole. Um, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Dame says that about trades, and I we can say the same thing about a rebuild. What, do, do we want to be the Pistons? There's no like Sharp's played 12 games at a high level, very high level. I have full faith in Sharp, but we're not oh, we're not going to be a good team Sharp for gonna, a couple years. Like, do you think is Sharp that is Sharp just going to be like like Anthony Simons with a little more bounce? I mean, it's the same. Well. Like who? Like Sharp? Do we Probably really not. think Sharp, Sharp is going to be Dame better level? I mean, Probably we, not. we hope he can. But he probably and also Damian Lillard level, not just basketball wise, but just person wise. And well, the how other much thing it means is the city. Thank you. I was going to say that too. Not only are the games entertaining, ball, it is actually, you know who gets the butts in the seats? Dame. You know who gives the Blazers a prayer of getting are on the Are you going to see the TV? Blazers for Trendon Watford? No offense, Trendon Watford. I love Trendon Watford, but and Trendon Watford knows that. I mean, when when you see Ernie Johnson at halftime and them like talking about the Blazers on TNT, you think they're putting the Blazers on TNT because of the use of Nurkic? Dame Dame is like has put Portland on the map. Portland gets because of Dame. Portland gets a lot of things, um, and we're still a small market team at the end of the day. So yes, you know maybe in the grand scheme of things, trading him maybe smart it but it might not be either and there's no proof of either way so why don't you just ride with the guy who has produced uh not one but two playoff buzzer beaters both in the home building underrated which is sick so many playoff moments so many just memories and he's look at that right there and he's been loyal to a franchise that is frankly for on the basketball court, giving him nothing. Like you have Joel Embiid complaining about James Harden. Like Dame would die for a James Harden type player. Joel's got to play with Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons was good. He was an all star caliber player. Jimmy Butler. I mean, Tobias Harris. Um, but yeah, I I firmly agree with you. I think it's just it's a little. Well, last I just think I'll it's say, a little dumb to just it, throw. It's a little dumb trades because it's not two K. It's a this this re, these rebuilds aren't linear. It's not guaranteed two years back in the playoffs. Thunder did it great, but it's a, no one you could be the Pistons, man. And the Thunder could have missed the playoffs next year. Exactly, like easily. Everyone's saying the Thunder Thunder up next, and sure they could be, but they still don't make playoffs this year. And they're still like, are you taking the Thunder over the Nuggets next year? Are you taking the Thunder over the Clippers? Are you taking like yeah. Thunder are still going to be the. Eighth best team coming in next year at best. The West is stacked, so why would you want to trade a top ten player in the league away? Arguably, it's, and the last thing I'll say, and it's stacked. That's a great reason why you want it, but it's also not stacked enough to where you can't make it out of there with Dame and a better team because there's no Warriors these days. You you put Dame with a good team around him up against any of these teams. I got no reason to believe that Dame can't win a series. Or yeah, and the, Damon, the last and thing I'll Damon say Jim is Brown. when you're when people are whining on Twitter about it, like you just look ungrateful. Like, you yeah. just look, and then as you soon just, as soon as Dame tweets, and we can talk, we don't really need to get into it. But Dame tweeting like, "Sign the petition, make the petition, let's get me traded." Um, you just go, "No, Dame, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dame, I didn't mean it. It's just jokes." It's just like, just shut, just shut up. Again, I'm not faulting people for thinking that way, but just like. Push that the Dame idea to the back burner. Like this is not the CJ situation. By this is like, I admit we should have traded CJ before we did. I think that's fair to say. Should have traded him the second we lost to Denver. Probably before that, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something that had to be addressed because it's just quite frustrating to see. Um, yeah. I mean, sure, it's a tough spot for the Blazers because this guy's been so loyal. You have you you don't have to, but you know, you want to be you know, reciprocate that loyalty and invest in Dame too, which is what the Blazers have done. And the Blazers are really now trying to build a team around Dame with a new GM. And now people are saying trade Dame. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Um, if this was 2026, then I could be convinced because I think Dame at that point would just be like, I need to, I need to get out of here. But um, anything else? Mello retiring. Mello retired. Um, Blazers legend. Blazers legend. Um, he once had that game where he didn't miss. He had 10 makes, all swishes, and then you kindly noted that his dunk hit the rim. Yeah. yeah. Um, wanted to do a little guessing game here down the stretch. Go for it. Um, but I'm kind of struggling to find something. Um podcasting right now. Yeah, I don't have anything. I got one for you. Hit me. You're going to have to guess the player. You're going to guess the player. Ready to guess the player. If you guess before me, let me know in the comments below. Okay. This guy. Um, If you're listening, we're still here. This guy has played on he he's no longer playing. He's retired. Okay. Retired. But he played on eight different teams. Wow. Um he was drafted in the West. Uh and the very last team he was on is in the East, and he's known for a team in the East. Last team he was on and he is not American. Drafted in the West, known for a team in the East, eight teams, not American. Can I get like a like a range in what he played? Uh, he played. He was drafted in. You don't need to say when he retired. What? What? He was drafted in 2010. His first year was 010, no 10, 10, 11. 10, 11. He was already retired. Well, he was kind of a bum. He must have just been tossed around the league like Jeff Green. Not Jeff Green. No, I, no, that was my guess. Oh, his highest, um, his second year in the league, he averaged the most points, and he he was. I don't want to say uh, he had a a nice stretch of games. I know who it is. I think maybe go for Jeremy it. Lin. Is Jeremy Lin? Yeah, that one thing gave it away. I don't know why though. Wait, he got drafted by a team in the West, you said? Yeah, he got drafted by Golden State. Oh, interesting. And obviously, um, and then he the got dogged by Portland in the 2013-14 playoffs. The last thing I want to do is I want to see if I can find Oh, by the way, for those wondering about a best bet, there will be no best bet in this podcast because there's no game tomorrow or tonight as you're watching this. So, Oh, true. Uh, but yeah, we are struggling. No best bet. Okay, the last thing I want to do is we're still five is is bread basket. Obviously, they do the three lives. You get three lives. Ooh, I love uh, did that. You, did you see the video best selling in NBA jerseys? I think I did. Mm, you're a bread basket fiend, aren't you? I'm a fiend. What right. if you did like uh, points per game or um um? Hold on. Something like okay, here we go. I think I can find it. Yes, is this it? I promise we're almost done, guys. Any more rumors that I can think of right now? No, here uh, we by go. the way, tell me the yeah, hold on, guys. Quick plug you can still buy our merch on our website, ripcityrundown.com. Not been active recently over there, but uh, maybe we will. We can get the bad shot shirt. That's the front. That's the back. We got a red shirt that is just says Rip City. Simple. Black shirt, Rip City. Got a black one with Anthony, Jeremy. Uh, yikes. Might be a vintage shirt. You might go get that. Or like a sweatshirt or a hat. So uh, 
Go check that out, ripsityrandom.com. Links in the description. Go West. Okay, can you tell me... I freaking... Oh, no, there it is. Can you tell me the top 10 players in Blazers history in points per game? Ooh, wow. Okay, this is going to be interesting. Um, I don't think you'll get all 10. I don't think I will either, because points per game is interesting, because you could have a short stint, technically. I'll go... uh, Damian Lillard is on that list somewhere. I don't even think he's one, though. Damian Lillard's number one at 25.2 points yeah, per game. Overthinking it, my bad. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge is six at 19.4. Uh, Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy is seven at 19. Sorry, I think I was going to get it for a second. Um, you said, what was Brandon Roy's number? 19. I'll just go Clyde. Clyde is five at 20.8. Sneak in. CJ? CJ's at eight at 19. Okay, I didn't know if his early years were going to affect him that much. Okay, this is when we got to get got to get smart. Um, is there like an amount of like have some guys only played like under 100 games? These are all players that are synonymous with the Blazers. Okay. Now um, a lot some some of these guys were in the 70s. Bill Walton? Bill Walton's 10 at 17.1. I didn't, uh, in yeah, there. I didn't think he was going to be that high. Um Sabonis. No. That's bad. That's probably a bad pick. My my Blazers history is it's there, but it's it's not. One it's guy not played there. in the um Ooh. Oh my gosh. It's just like I can think of a great player, but I don't know if he was a scorer. This dude was a clamper on defense, though. No. Okay. Well, I will say a... number three, four, and nine were all like free eighties. Um, give me a oh oh uh Petrie. Jeff Petrie was number four at twenty one point eight points per game. Yeah, what a beast! I remember him back in the day. Um, can I get a number two played from eighty to ninety three? So he was on that team. Actually, I take that back. He was not. He went from number two, started his career in Denver, and then went to Portland. And then went to the Knicks. Actually, he was mentioned on the broadcast, I think, tonight. Um, Three points shooter. Kiki Vandewey. Yes, number two, 23 and a half. Wow, 23 with Portland. I didn't even realize that. He didn't play that many years with Portland, but no, enough to. Number three this. and number nine is all you're missing. You might get three. Yeah, I don't think you'll get nine. Uh, can I get a. Uh, uh, Damon Stoudemire. Nope. All right. I'm just going to start spewing names. I was thinking Rasheed Wallace earlier. Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, I know. That's why I shook my head. Oh. Uh, Terry Porter. I don't think he's up there, though. Terry Porter. No. Um, uh, this is a guy that I'm thinking of that I, that I just... Re- from that all-time Trailblazer draft we did. I just can't think of who it is. Can I tell no you? way Scotty's on there. No. Didn't think so. No number way. nine. Number nine Cliff is Cliff Robinson. No. Number nine is Calvin Nat. Never heard of him, honestly. Okay. Didn't think so. Number three, you've heard of him. He was a he was a, he was a dog back in the 70s. Oh yeah. Back when there was no color on TV. So did it really happen? We don't know. Can I tell you? Allegedly. Can I get initials? SW. I I have a guess, but I don't want to say it because I feel like he did not play for the Blazers. What's what's his first name? Sydney. Sydney who? Wicks. Sydney Wicks. Well, I don't know why I just don't think of him as a Blazer. All right, the uh, the last thing I want to do, and then we're out of here. You don't have to know your Blazer history to be a true Blazer podcaster, but this... I think I know more than an average fan. Wow, this is okay. Cody did a Blazers quiz and just want that thing. Can you tell me the top five outside of Damian Lillard because he's on this list a lot? Top five Blazers to shoot. Um, top five Blazers have the best free throw percentage in a single season, so not their career for the Blazers. CJ. CJ's on the list. He was he's number so Dame is one, three, five, six, and nine. C, CJ is 
number three on this other guy's list at 91%. Steve. Hmm? Steve Blake. Yeah, no. Ah. Uh, this is so obscure. I don't know. Is it good Blazers? Three is the free throw shooter. Let me go like Damon Stoudemire. Terry Damon Porter. Stoudemire was, number, was is on there at Terry 91 Porter. and a half. Um, Brent Roy? No. Andre Miller? No. That was a shout. Uh, One guy did it in 84-85. Terry Porter? You, you said him in the other yeah, one. I said him. Uh, Kiki. Kiki. 89%. Uh, another, one guy did it in 2022, 2023. So last year. Uh, Anthony. Anthony. Dude, were we going to trade this guy? And the last one, which this is the one that I want you to try to get because it's interesting. Tony Snell. Number two. So... No, Dame is number one in 2020 at 92.8%. This guy is number two at 92.7%. He did it in 2011 and 2012. 2011, 2012. Raymond Felton. No, and I want to say he played on this team for a single season, and I am correct. I know who it is. Who is it? That boy, Jay Crossover. Yes, Jamal Crawford. Uh, yeah. Great free throw shooter. Yeah, he was All fun right. on the Blazers. That's back in the true Mike and Mike days when the Blazers didn't really like no Dame, Lamarcus Aldridge days, post Roy. Not like post Roy, but not really post Roy. Yeah, that was an interesting time. Not a playoff team. Gerald Wallace. Yeah, so that's a good little Blazer history to end off the podcast. But I'm going to be honest, guys, probably next week or sometime next week, there will be a Jalen Brown video coming out because I think they're going to end up losing. And I think the Blazers have a very good chance to get Jalen Brown. So I think that's all we got for today. Remember, this podcast was sponsored by MyBookie. Go uh, use code RIPCITY on MyBookie and get on some bets. We got NBA playoffs right now. We got MLB regular season. We got NASCAR in full swing, PGA Tour in full swing, uh, tennis. Um, and so, 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 so much more. Sports world is popping recently. Um, make sure you go follow our Instagram, rip.city.rundown, and then our Twitter, ripcityrundown underscore. And then go follow the TikTok because Cody has been struggling on the TikTok recently. So go help us out there. And uh, I think that's all we got. We will see you in the next video and next podcast, guys. Peace. <laughs>